Hello, friends, and welcome to the latest edition of the EC Daily Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Aaron Case, and I'm honored to be back with you, leading you through the book of Numbers, chapters 3 and 4. It's exciting. We're now in a new chapter, and it is one that many (laughs) pastors have said over the years, contains a lot of clean white pages. You know, those are for the old days when people actually had Bibles. Um, these are these are books like this that are rarely studied. So what this is, is a wonderful opportunity for us to look at the details and see God's grace shining through and His goodness. Amen? Well, during our time yesterday, we read about the census of Israel's warriors and also the Levites, and then how uh, the Levites themselves were exempt from the census. And then in chapter 2, we talked about the arrangements of Israel's camp, where everyone's to be, and how it's to go. And um, that'll come in play in just a second with something familiar, but uh, I'll hold that for just a minute. Today, in chapter 3, we begin by talking about Aaron and his sons. How ironic, right? Um, Aaron and his sons, they were uh, priests, and we're talking, obviously, about the generations that followed them. And what we were reminded of was Nadab and Abihu, who were Aaron's sons, who ended up offering strange fire on the altar. And obviously, they perished. Um, they gave their lives. And again, this is why I said, hold on just for a moment. I know it's become a staple of any time that I lead a devotion, but I've, I've got to say, because if God repeats it, it's applicable, right? Uh, we need to know that the truth of what God teaches is what leads us to what is good and righteous and honorable to Him. Um, he only, well, let's say it this way, only worship that is prescribed by God will be accepted by God. And I know that's offensive in a time of autonomy and when we want to uh, elevate our wills and our ways and how we are and how we've always been and so many people are so proud of that. If people come to you and ever say they speak their mind and they're so proud and they've got their friends getting them all excited because they sound like a fool, well, that's exactly what you are. If you don't guard your tongue, your religion is in vain. That's a sign of immaturity. We shouldn't be proud of those things. We should come to God and worship God the way He calls us to. So if that's us, we need to repent. We need to be godly people who are seeking to honor Him, and that takes crucifying our flesh, right? Nadab and Abihu thought that they could come to God and just do whatever they want, um, to just offer whatever they wanted, and they gave their lives because of it. And I remember Johnny talking about how Moses, you know, was talking to Aaron and how he held his peace. Why? Because he knew that God was righteous in what he did. And and that reminds us, man, could you imagine, I mean, that's like how stressful and how hurt he must have been, but to know that God did the right thing. Well, my friends, it, how many things have we gone through? I know many have gone through maybe difficulties on that level. I don't know how many of us have lost two sons in one day, but having great loss. Um, But even us who have lost small things, how many times do we struggle with trusting the Lord? Think about that. Like, why don't we just understand that the judge of 
the earth will do good. The one who is in heaven, who is above all, is working all things out for his glory and for our good. If we trusted that, that would change everything, wouldn't it? So we we see examples of that all throughout sacred scripture and even in our own lives. If we're humble enough, we should be the one who stops choosing the hard way and rather chooses the path of obedience. Um, we must remember all of God's commands are clothed in grace. So, so we see in verse 5 that the tribe of Levi was to be brought near so they could minister to Aaron and also do some protecting. I think one thing that's pretty cool here is all this protection that's going on is protecting the people uh, from the holiest area. Why? Because they would die, right? Isn't that crazy? Like, it wasn't to protect Aaron and, and all of, <laughs> all of uh, those who were ministering. No, it was to protect the people from getting too close and coming up in contact with what they shouldn't be around. So they were also to take care of the furnishings of the tent of meeting and guard, um, like I said, all of the tabernacle. So there was no issue with people coming close. And Aaron his, and his sons were to be those who were in the priesthood. And as we've seen before, any outsider that came near was to be put to death. And that is, again, to show us that we come to the Lord the way he tells us to, not the way we please, right? We come his way or we don't come at all. And so then we see the Levites who are all consecrated to the Lord and to be set apart for him to serve him. Levi's sons are then listed and it shows us, you know, what tribe they're from and and their generations and all that are involved. And and think about this. Whenever you see, when we get to all the begats and begats and begats, let's understand the reason why that's listed, at least in one part, is for us to see how faithful God is throughout all the generations and how people and family matter. Like, we can seem so <laughs> inconsequential in our lives and in our ability to affect others and in the world. But what God asks of you and me is simple obedience. In all the places that we go, repent where we fall, and to get up and be more faithful the next day. If we have life, we have an opportunity to be more faithful. Amen? And so so Moses was then told by the Lord to list all the firstborn males from the people of Israel, and uh, I think it was a month old and up, and he was to take down their names. And he came up with 22,273. So the Lord then sets up an offering, a redemption price, that was to be given to Aaron and his sons, and that would take care of them. They were taking care of the ministers of God's word and of all that he was doing. So so that's where we begin to see how God's ministers are taken care of and to be taken care of by the people. And so in chapter 4, we then see Moses and Aaron being told by the Lord to take a census of the Kohathites, which are those men from the tribe of Levi, ages 30 through 50, and all those who would come to do the work in the tent of meeting. So whenever the camp was to move, this is what they were to do. Aaron and his sons would go and they'd take care of the most holy things, covering them up, the dishes, the bowls, the incense, 
the regular showbread, everything. They were to cover it up and to prepare, prepare it for the move. And after his sons, Aaron's sons, got everything done, the Kohathites would then come in and carry these things. They were not to touch the most holy things lest they die. So everything was to be done decently and in order. And so the Lord then tells Moses, take a census of uh, the sons of Gershon from ages 30 through 50. And these were, these were some dudes, right? They were to carry some of the heavy stuff, the curtains, the hangings, the court, the screens for the entrance of the gate. So they had their responsibility. And so that's what they were to do. Then the sons of Merari shall be listed, Moses was told, and, get, and you guessed it, from ages 30 through 50. And these, if if the sons of Gershon were dudes, these are dudes' dudes, right? Okay, uh, that's code for for big, strong people. Um, we thought the stuff the Kohathites had to carry was heavy. These guys would carry the pillars, the bases, the frames for the tabernacle, and all of the accessories that went along with it. And so how cool is it that God has intricately designed how things should go? Did you think about that when you were reading today? If not, if as you're about to read, just remember that. Think about these details. I pray that as we read them and we see the responsibilities of each one of these groups, that we understand that as members of the body of Christ, members of the church, we take seriously the fact that the church needs us to plug in and to serve wherever you are in church. There are no uh, Christians that are supposed to go rogue. We are to plug into a church and then take on the responsibility that God has given us. There's no such thing as an unneeded member in a church. Even those who are quite literally unable to contribute in any way are important. Why? So we learn to love them. Because if we learn to love them, that teaches us to go out and love the unlovely, to love those who all need Christ, who, who need to hear the gospel. So regardless of where you are, Christian, or whatever you're equipped to do, understand you are a part of what God's doing in the world. Die to yourself, give yourself to Christ, and understand that every day will be fruitful when you live for His glory. Have a blessed one, and I can't wait to meet with you again. 